In the early weeks of 2020, coronavirus has spread around the world. As the death toll from the respiratory virus has surpassed 2,500 victims, numerous regions and cities have restricted travel, discouraged public gatherings, or put lockdowns in place. While many have been forced to cancel their plans as a result, a growing number of schools, businesses, and organizations have sought to conduct business and education as usual using technology and e-learning applications. Hi, my name is Henry Kronk. For eLearning Inside, this is Ed Technically, our weekly podcast and YouTube series. This week we're going to discuss the effects of the coronavirus on education systems around the world and how numerous people, both countries and schools, are using technology to get around quarantines and lockdowns put in place. So school closings are currently affecting millions around the world and forcing people to come up with creative solutions. Armani recently announced it would live stream a runway event from behind closed doors during Fashion Week. Numerous tech companies have moved their operations fully online. In China, people are even attending online bedroom rave parties in lieu of going out. Education and learning at all levels has also largely moved online to cope with a teacher and student body who can't leave their homes. So for some background on the coronavirus, the Chinese government first contacted the World Health Organization on December 31st of last year, saying that a growing number of people in the coastal city of Wuhan were falling ill with an unknown respiratory illness. Each of the early patients in some way had had contact with the city's fish and meat markets. Within a week, experts had ruled out severe acute respiratory syndrome, otherwise known as SARS, which had broken out in China in 2002 and 2003. A few days later, it was identified as a coronavirus, or a family of viruses that commonly spread among mammals, and according to the Center for Disease Control, originates from bats. The virus infecting humans was officially named Coronavirus Disease 2019 and is sometimes abbreviated as COVID-19. In Wuhan, cases soon began spreading from human-to-human -human contact. Symptoms include mild to severe coughing, shortness of breath, and fever. For some, it can be fatal. In the following weeks after the discovery of the coronavirus, the number of reported cases and fatalities began rising and spreading around the world. As of February 24th, there have been over 77,000 cases reported. Among these, there have been 2,592 deaths. The vast majority of these have occurred in China, but neighboring countries have also been hit. South Korea has so far confirmed 833 cases and 7 deaths. Recently, the virus has surged in Iran and Italy. As a result, numerous lockdowns have been put in place, and many public places and institutions, including schools, have been closed. China alone has locked down over 45 million people. 
School closures have affected students in China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Vietnam, Laos, South Korea, Japan, Italy, Iran, Mongolia, and many other places. Still, that doesn't necessarily mean that classes are canceled. Instead, many have moved online. This week, China launched a massive national online learning platform for the country's secondary school students that has essentially come together in just the past few weeks. It already has 169 lessons covering 12 subjects loaded onto it. To deliver the platform so quickly, the government contracted tech companies like Baidu, Huawei, and Alibaba, along with telecom providers like China Telecom, China Unicom, and China Mobile, to work together to provide the cloud capacity and bandwidth necessary for such a operation. The platform is now operating with 90 terabytes of bandwidth and uses over 7,000 servers. It has been built for a simultaneous use by 50 million students. Many classes, however, continued before the launch of the massive learning platform this week. E-learning classroom alternatives are frequently used around the world to continue classes during extreme weather events and other situations that force school closures. In an opinion piece for the South China Morning Post, retired biology teacher Anjali Hazari describes how many schools are already practiced in switching to e-learning days due to other events. As Hanzari writes, quote, experience of bad weather and coping with the disruption caused by recent anti-government protests in Hong Kong have helped, end quote. Typhoons frequently hit the island state and cause schools to close. Hanzari's colleagues also described to her how they use numerous online services like Google Classroom and Hangouts, Zoom, ActiveLearn, Tapestry, and more to continue learning during these disruptions. This turn to e-learning en masse has presented some issues for younger learners that aren't necessarily present for older ones. Coronavirus aside, doctors and officials around the world have taken steps to limit screen time for children in recent years, especially as edtech solutions have surged in classrooms. Bringing classes online for weeks and months at a time presents a challenge for this population. In China, the government has begun broadcasting primary school lessons on state television's China Education Television Channel 4. According to the Chinese Ministry of Education, this is both to limit the amount of people using the previously described platform and to protect young learners' eyes. In Hong Kong, educators also told the South China Morning Post on Jali Hazari that their e-learning response to coronavirus differed depending on the age of the student. As the head of the Chinese International School, Sean Lynch, said, quote, We are particularly careful to limit the amount of screen time our youngest students are given on any day. While the coronavirus has hurt businesses around the world and hit the global stock exchange hard, it has provided a huge demand for edtech and e-learning services. Speaking to Bloomberg, iTutor Group founder Eric Yang said that people taking courses on his platform in the first week of February 
had tripled compared to the previous year. Speaking with Bloomberg reporters, Yang said, quote, The coronavirus is redefining the online education sector. I expected online classes would surpass physical tutoring businesses in three years, but now I think the turning point will come much earlier, end quote. On Monday, stock markets in the U.S., the U.K., and Japan were all down significantly. But numerous Chinese e-learning stocks have increased sharply since the outbreak. For example, TAL Education Common Shares hit an all-time high on February 21st. Both New Oriental Education and Technology Group and Tencent, the latter of which worked on China's national e-learning platform and maintains an education brand, also hit a one-year high last week. However, in the days since, both shares have corrected. For many of the affected regions, schools are closed at least until mid-March, maybe longer. Many are wondering just how long the coronavirus outbreak is going to last. It appears that at least in China, the response has slowly brought coronavirus under control. On February 24th, the World Health Organization said the daily instances of new cases being reported peaked during January 23rd and February 2nd. Ever since, there's been a steady decline. Speaking to the New York Times, WHO officials said that China's quarantine measures have been working. In the words of Dr. Bruce Aylward, an epidemiologist who led the team surveying the virus outbreak in China for the WHO, quote, China has taken one of the most ancient strategies for infectious disease control and rolled out probably the most ambitious and I would say agile and aggressive disease contagion efforts in history, end quote. But while it appears that the danger is declining at the site of the outbreak, Coronavirus cases have continued to break out in other countries. School closures will likely be a part of the response plan in each region, and it's possible that schools around the world will need to employ e-learning to keep learners on track for some time to come. This has been Ed Technically. My name is Henry Kronk. I'm the editor at eLearning Inside. If you like this episode, please rate and review. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe. Also keep in mind, this show is available as a video on our YouTube channel and also as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. The content for this video and show first appeared as an article on eLearning Inside. If you'd like to hear more about online courses, technology in the classroom, and the edtech sector, please check out our site. If you'd like to get in touch with me, please send an email to henry at elearninginside.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at elearninginside. Thanks for listening.